Oh, bro, it's so it's so lazy, like to not <laughs> learn the stack and buy a watch for hundreds of dollars instead. Um, and the prob the main problem is. If one card goes out of place, like you have to look at your watch with every card to check, is that card in order? Is that card in order? Like to find the one that's Good missing. Um, that's the problem. It's like they've made a product like that's not relevant because no one is going to do stack work that isn't prepared to put the work in because you would just do a different, better effect. They're guys. They do magic. They are the magic guys. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode whoop, 144 of the Magic Guys. I'm Josh Lobito, and over there to my left, this is Nick, is Nick K. K. Oh, we messed that up. Hang on. Can we just start this live again, everyone? Can we just okay. pretend you didn't hear that? Hey. Hey guys, welcome to episode 144 of the Magic Guys. I'm Josh Nobito, and to my left is Nick K. This is Nick K. That's Josh Nobito. Yeah, hey. that was box. better. Yeah, nice. Doug's off being. That's right. Doug's off being awesome. Uh, the Tricks Conference. I think he's uh, back today, but he's hungover and, and unresponsive. So um, Aaron's taking care of him. But we're here. To be awesome instead. And it's great to see everyone in the chat already. Let me bring up some comments. Dylan saying, yeah. That's, that's great, right. Dylan. We Thank are you. definitely, um, definitely unalone. It's good to see you, Ed, Thomas, Dylan. Good to see you, friends. Scotty P. It's a house. good episode. Yeah. It's going to be a, wow. a controversial episode as well because we are going to be talking about a whole heap of stuff. But first, how was your week, Josh? Yeah, I had a nice week, mate. Uh, another week, another uh, no, another um, sold out week at the Theatre of Magic. Jiching, so Fantastic. much. This is becoming way too much fun, man. Because you know, it doesn't pay like a corporate show. Although you know, it's something we're building up. But <clears throat> it's like I would rather do it than a corporate gig because you're just yeah. getting to do the stuff you love to do. So. Um, we, we are in this strange position now where we were full and um, we had people asking to be put on a wait list, you know, like people on the day calling to say like, is there an extra seat for us? And it's really cool to hear that stuff. And, and um, last week we had a guy come and see the show and then we got an email yesterday saying, can I book 13 tickets to like bring my staff to one of your shows like coming up? And... Um, 13 tickets is like, I don't know, $800 or something that he's just willing to spend to like pe have pe his people get magished, whatever. That's a bargain. Is that right? An it's, absolute it's, bargain. Honestly, to have yeah. magicians of your caliber, three of you guys, mm. you know, whether it be yourself or Chris or anyone for that matter, like especially Carrie, my goodness. Like I actually had the pleasure <laughs> of having lunch with Carrie. He was in town recently <laughs> and he, he looked me up. And um, yeah, so I took him out for lunch, had a great time. And that guy... For, for those, like, I think I've mentioned in the past, but he he's just one of these amazing acts. And you know what? I'm not even going to tell you how great it is. You just got to take it upon yourselves to go to the theater of magic and see it, like, firsthand. Because it's just the it's most wonderful fun. thing. Yeah. And, and so, let, please let me know that the, the week you're in Brisbane, we'll get you into it to experience it. Because it is, uh, I mean, you know what it's like <clears throat> when you're doing your, your close-up shows. It's... Uh, to have an audience that's there primed to ready to enjoy magic. Like that's their thing they're doing that night. <clears throat> they're not at an event, a, a party, birthday party where you happen to interject. It's like they, this is what they're here for. I think what's great about what you're going through right now is that you've got this wonderful experience where people are coming to see you and they have this expectation of like this is going to be great. This is like I get to see magic. Whereas all of my environments are like, the hell's this guy? Do you work here? And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I work. Oh, you're the musician. Okay. Oh, what instrument do you play? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> the banjo. Bing, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding. But, yeah. Okay. So let me give you an example. So last Tuesday after we'd finished up, I had to uh, jump straight to the bathroom and start applying makeup because I was hired. It was uh, Halloween last Tuesday mm. and I had to wear, I had to look like a, a zombie. So I painted up my face and put a couple of lesions and things like that. Um, and I did all that while talking to my mom because I call my mom every Tuesday and Thursday because I'm a good son and I don't uh. want to be cut out of the will. So 
I got a, I had to get dressed up like a zombie and then walk around an office of a call center um, and, and entertain people like in, in each one of their bullpens. Like that was, that was my thing. And that is that like that dynamic that you have where it's like, we're coming to see the magic. And there's like, the f- is this guy? Like that is just a, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's I know it's, it's such thing. a split dynamic, right? Like I'll come yeah. from a corporate gig to that. And at the corporate gig, you know, some people will be like, oh, excuse me, can I get another red? Can I get another refill of my drink? <laughs> yeah. And there's, well, it's just like, you know, I think there's more energy exerted at a corporate gig because you have to first, you know, win the MOBA for that 20 seconds or that first trick. Yeah. Um, but this is very cool. So, yeah, I'm just going through that. That was my week is I got to do that show and just like have a ball just so much fun and we film the shows so there's just like unlimited improv moments of content that we have to just like watch back on and and figure out how we can make that happen again or change things uh i like magic if i if i could tell if i could tell my 10 year old self your dreams do come true i would i think of that sometimes i think about like what would like the conversation between 20 year old Nick and 30 year old Nick. And then like, I'll be 40, like in a couple of years now, well, in like a year and a bit, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. kind of like, what would 40 year old say to 30 year old? And like, what, what would the conversation be like? I think that would be a trip because keeping in mind yeah. to the audience, I didn't get into magic until I was 23. So for 30 year old to sit in front of like 20 year old Nick and say, you're not going to believe this, but in three years time, you're going to start doing magic. And within a few years, you're going to be like so great. And you're going to do it for a living and you're going to make heaps of people happy and you're going to be lecturing your magic around Australia yeah. and people are going to know who you are. And then you'll be on a podcast and I'll be like, what's that? And they'll be like, hang around. It's going to be a good thing. Just write it out. There's going to be a guy called Josh. Like, it would just be so funny. Like, I would, I, I would tell my 10-year-old self to start saving up for uh, the moment you lose your hair and you need to go to Turkey. Like, if I could just have had that already saved up, that would have been great. I would say invest have- in Bitcoin. But, the, you know, the problem, Nick, is if you were to talk to your 10-year-old self and maybe tell him to start learning magic earlier or something, give yourself that, that advantage, then that would mean that you would never be able to say that you used to. Playing a band. <laughs> and then no one would be able to get drunk while watching the podcast, so... I'm actually going to try to get us a booze sponsor so we can do this more often. But speaking of, <laughs> let's uh, we have a lot look, we got a lot to talk about today. I've been wanting to have this episode or the context of the episode for a long long time. I don't mm. even know if we should bother doing gig stories because what we have is going to be in depth, it's going to be controversial, it's going to light up the chat most definitely. I say we jump straight into this hot topic. What do you think, Josh? Do it, man. Let's ruffle some feathers. Let's let's uh, stir some Piper Magic Pots, as they let's say. Stir- Welcome to stirring. That's a <laughs> Piper Magic Pot. Okay, so here's what's up, friends. The context of this episode is that there are certain magic tricks that we shouldn't be doing anymore. Either because... In our opinion. Not in even our opinion. When I say our opinion, I mean the magic community. <laughs> so what I did, I went and asked several of my closest magic friends both male and female and i also asked um a few spectators who are lovers of magic what do you wish people would stop doing and so i've like compiled a list of tricks that should be done and on top of that it wasn't even as much as tricks to be done but just things to be said like i've got a list of stock Mm -hmm. lines that spectators were like i wish they would stop saying the clean hand and that sort of thing so the list is quite long. We got about a dozen things which I've synopsized it down to. Now, I'm going to start with what I think is the most popular one. And the question is not only to you, Josh, but to the audience. And that is this Should magicians stop doing sponge cock? Now, for those of you who aren't aware of what sponge cock is, it's when you are doing a sponge well, can, can you can you can you Can you demonstrate it? I don't have a sponge cock. But, um, uh, if you, if you don't need the sponge, but if you have the other part, you can still demonstrate the kind of same thing. Well, these it starts small, and then it has to get bigger as you open your hand. Can you orchestrate? I can proudly say these palms are big. <laughs> they ain't that big, you know what I'm saying? I like it. You know, Thanks. we just we just we just let loose when uh, when Doug when Daddy's not here when Daddy Doug's not here. <laughs> 
<laughs> when the parents are here, we, we tend to run amok. Should that be his name, Daddy Doug? Can you guys Daddy just Doug. start commenting Double saying D. thanks, Daddy Doug? What's Double up, Double D? D? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, friends, Spongecock, just okay. to synopsize okay. it, the experience you're spectating to have would be typically a Spongebob routine, no matter what phase or how standard it should be. Effectively, you get to a point where you'll take what appears to be three balls, place it into their hand, and this is the most common way it's done, where you will go, hold these three balls and think of something you love, something you really, really love and want, and then you open your hand up, and it's a cock. So... Mm. Should By we? That, he means uh, male genitalia, not a male chicken. Just so no, is it clear with that? It could be a female penis. The year is twenty twenty three. Like grow up, all right. Like get with the times. Yes. That's okay? what we're saying. Fellatio looking object. Yes, the genitals with the cock and balls. So the point yes. is, should we be doing this? What say you, Josh Nabito? I think it. I. Th- think it comes down to context i think because i would say generally yes it should not be a common ending to a spongebob routine but we've both seen our friend hedger do it as nick would say my good friend one of my best friends (laughs) nathan hedger um we've seen him do it like quite well like because he doesn't have a um he he doesn't have that sleazy nature when he does that routine it comes across funny, right? And I've heard people talk about seeing that trick from Hedger, like women, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he did this um, it's very naughty trick, but it's very funny, you know, because he's not, he's not being like, ah, oh, now look what you've got of mine in your hand, or, you know, he's not being, like, retarded, mm. like, saying stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that Ed, <laughs> I'm cancelled. Makes- <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but... Um, okay. Ed makes a good point by saying this is very audience specific. And I think I'm I'm going to agree with you, Ed, and I'm going to say I agree because this is a perfect routine or a kicker ending. Because keep in mind, fellas and friends, you know that you can um, do phases of a routine but not do these kickers. Like you could afford not to do this routine. Like you could have it on you. Mm. So when it comes time, it's perfect. So, for example, if you're like me in one of my residencies and you're roving around – you're doing it, doing it, but then the bridal uh, hens party comes in. Perfect. You know, they've all got little dicks hanging out of their straws or their cups and stuff. You know what I mean? They're all eating yes. cock candy. They've all got mm-hmm. like whatever it might be. You know what I mean? So I think I think that there's a place for everything. Mm. And I don't think you know, it you- should be canceled, yeah. but I think it should be used seldom. Yes. You know when else is a great time for it is when you're performing for that group of five lads and they're all drinking and giving each other shit. That's uh, when it's a very – I think that's a pretty funny moment to use it. <clears throat> so when the well. boys have risen each other and you go – and then you have a little moment and it's like, ah, like that's – Yeah, okay. and you're like think about the thing you want the most or whatever the joke is and then it's there and, it, and they're all laughing. That's funny. Right, but it yeah. shouldn't be like you're you're doing street magic and and you're you know you're an up and coming magician, so you're you're nervous as well, and you're like seventeen and you're like here hold this and then open it up boink and you're like what are you doing? <laughs> you're gonna be like come here and show my grandma a trick. They'd be like all right, nan. Like well, depends be- on the nan, I guess. But if they live through the eighties, you know maybe they're up for it. But but there's definitely a time and place for it. Yes, I think generally speaking. It should what do you be mean, like you I said. lived through the eighties, you piece of shit. Like, you- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, maybe I, maybe I didn't go back far enough. But you know, what was the um, when when was the what what was the era where they were like hypersexualized? Like everyone was just getting it on. That'd probably be the seventies, like the swinging seventies. I think it was. That's okay. when free love and drugs and and sex yeah. in the back of combi vans was a thing, which is. My dad had a okay seven, but also, but also in the eighties, you were a kid. You weren't like you know at your sexual peak. I'm saying, wasn't yeah. I? To- okay. Oh, Tom. Tom was there. He said it's the seventies. All right. Okay. And we have Tom. a confirmation from Tim as well. Yeah. Brilliant. So what I'm <laughs> saying is, a grandma, you know, going through their life's experiences, may reminisce from seeing the sponge cock. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's synopsize this by moving on. Let's try to like, give each entity five minutes so we can plow through this. And I'm going to agree by saying there is a place for <laughs> <Wow>. everything. A, <laughs> a place for everything and everything in its place. So I say don't, don't bury the sponge cock. Keep it for when it's needed. A sponge cock is like a condom. You want to have it on you and you know, and use it when you need it. Yes, yeah. that's right. I would say, okay. you know, even though I'm defending it, I would never fucking touch that trick. Like, mm. I don't, I don't do it. I don't own one. No. Never have. Don't need to. I, I yeah. also controversial, but I think people, sh you know, if you're a magician, why are you using sponge balls? Why aren't you using oh coins? Why aren't you doing real man's magic? You know, but we that's the conversation yesterday. Dude, we had the conversation yesterday. It was Byron Black and Dooley, myself. We spoke about this for like a good hour and a half, two hours of like, why sponges? And we'll have to pick up on this next time. Like, I'm going to put a pin in this this notion yes. of like sponge balls because they're great. And I yeah. think that maybe we could even get, we should probably get a sponge ball expert to join us as a guest and go like, hey, this is what people think about that. Like, but, but, but spectators love it. So we'll touch upon this. Let's put a pin mm. in that for the moment and move on to our next trick. Are you ready for our next trick? I'm ready. Trick this number two. Bam, bam. French kiss. Now, there was that controversial uh, clip, right? If, if, if that's what you're going to lead into. Oh, I wasn't going to lean into that, but just to describe what the effect is, it's effectively where the magician signs a card, the spectator signs a card, and then they fold them up and put them in their mouths, exchange a kiss... Maybe Whether we can show them cheek. if you if you lean this way. Oh, be oh like, this is, wait, oh, I'm doing the wrong way. Yeah. We, am I doing this right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I got, so we've got we've got cards in our mouth. We've got to get cards in our. Mwah. Yeah, that was oh, great. Very. Well, you have very soft lips. Nice. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> it's from all the sponge cocks. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. okay, so let me so. To describe the effect, my friends, ultimately what it is, it's you have magician signs a card, puts it in their mouth, spectator signs a card, puts it in their mouth, a kiss is exchanged, and um, not an open mouth kiss, literally a pick on the lips or a kiss on the cheek at very most, and those signed hmm. cards will change places. Should we be doing this? Yay or nay? Yeah. Okay, I'm now trying people to, are I'm, saying... I'm, People are saying this just before I let you, sorry, Josh, but like Dylan makes a good point. He's saying it depends on the audience. Well, that may be, but be specific. Say like, do it for A, B, C, and D, or don't do it. Mm. So forth. Now you were going to bring up a, a good point about a situation where this wasn't a, um, oh, that is a good trick for a swingers club. Good, good job, Thomas. That's a very good idea. So was Ben Murphy doing that effect when he got bopped? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he was doing French Kiss. He had just done the right up close to a moment, and then I think he had gone to take it out of his mouth, and that's when the the husband rushed him on the stage. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Bob yeah. is saying it's super cringe. Don't do it. And I think to some degree it is. I think it's kind of unfair. Now let me be clear. I have done this effect. I did this in my early twenties. It was a really really fun piece. Um, mm. It was like the kicker of a very large piece where like it, it was just epic and I had like a table set up and a voiceover thing and we did all this shtick. It was a kiss on the cheek at very most um, and and it, it went down really well and it was done in a very shy, coy manner because the premise of my character in the, in the show was that like magicians aren't super cool and we don't have pretty girls. We're lonely guys who hang out in our bedrooms and, and do card tricks and that was the premise of the show. Mm. So I presented it as such. So it wasn't cringe and it wasn't mean and it wasn't like I'm trying to find the prettiest girl in the room to mack with. And more times than not, I actually would find someone I knew to do the effect for the people, you know, like granted they were there with their partners, but I knew them, you know what I mean? And I did that as a, as a personal choice, just to ensure that everyone had a good time. So yeah. I think that if you're going to do this, that like, I wouldn't do it now. I feel like it would be old and creepy of me for a guy approaching his forties to be trying to attempt this with someone in their twenties, for example. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what made it popular is, a lot of magicians were doing it on TV because if you think about a TV spot, it's a great way to get the ho like the presenter involved. It's something visual on screen. 
Um, Dan White did a great version of it to the Marvel character. Why am I not remembering her name? She's a babe. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The chat will know. Uh, Which character uh, is she? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She loves magic. Yeah. So... So on the on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show, Dan White did a version to Scarlett Johansson, but he didn't kiss her. He just got like awkwardly close, like here, and he did the smoke out of the mouth when the card came back out. Great, oh Black Widow, thank you. That's thank how you remember. Um, <laughs> Scotty saying upgrade. Nine months later, a baby comes out holding your card. Look, that's another trick, and I like that you're playing the long game. You know what does Teller say? Sometimes magic is people going to greater lengths to achieve something than you would reasonably expect. So, so we will uh, be releasing. Well, cool. Well, we can release French Kiss 2.0, uh, Piper Magic. Uh, make sure you use discount code <laughs> Piper, guys. <laughs> yeah, for 20% off the nappies you'll need for the next uh, two years, that baby's growing up. Um, so, 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 yeah, so Dan White, he did a good version. Um, Dynamo's done a pretty good version when, you know, when he was promoting his tour here in Australia. Mm, he had, he had a version where. It would. What was the thing he did? He was able to show the card, hold up. He found a different way to do it. He would hold the card up um, with his signature on it. He folded it up, put it in his mouth, and it still came out clean and opened up to be hers. That was pretty cool. Mm. But the thing they're doing is not actually making contact. But I think the, the problem with this trick is now post-pandemic, it's a weird thing to say, hey, open your mouth, like bite down on this <laughs> card. You know, I think that's the, for me, the the weird, like why do you need to do that? So again, that's a trick that I, I'm sure I did it in, the, in my early days, but I haven't touched that trick for a long time just because there's better alternatives out there instead. So let's look at the pillars of the arguments that we have. So the argument mm. being that we're in a post-pandemic uh, time where mm. saliva and stuff is kind of gross. Um, we're not really sharing lollipops anymore. <clears throat> well, speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> so... It just, it's it depends still- also, it, I, I think the way a lot of um, stage magicians have been doing it, which is mm-hmm. like the, the Ben Murphy version, I think that is what perhaps needs to be retired. Like the hitting on the woman on stage, making her feel uncomfortable, getting really close. Okay. So the presentation is where it becomes creepazoid. So you can come across being like, I'm going to take your wife up and mack her on stage. Meh, and that becomes mm. a bit gross. And it's like, ah, oh, you're a dick. So maybe it's about identifying how creepy it can make you look, how maybe age inappropriate it can be. Um, yeah. Because the fact in itself, if you know the method, doesn't have to go in your mouth. You can, uh, you can, uh, Pasha, uh, Pasha made a, a great comment by saying that you could, put it in your hand and do a fist bump mm, and then show the great, exchange in your hand. Great alternative. What a great alternative. So yeah. the trick in its essence is brilliant, but it's how we present it that makes it poor. So yeah. okay. if you're I think, going to- I think, um, sorry. No, not at all. But I think there's an exercise that it's like, don't, yeah. don't do it in your mouth no more and don't kiss your spectators and don't, should uh, so okay so the final consensus is do we retire the french kiss hearsay it is now retired okay to jail straight to jail (laughs) (laughs) you know what we we had a good run we had a very good run and i'm very thankful yeah um and if anyone wants to push back by all means we can do that so trick number three we can come up with our own variation the australian kiss (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway, I won't make. Let's not make that joke. Let's keep what going. What did you do with that? You put it in. You put it in between your butt crack and then bump well, hips. Yeah, that's right. It's like the crack. French kiss, but down under. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Crude. Yeah. Okay. Next anyway. trick. Here we go. The next trick is baffling bra. 
Mm. For those of you who don't know what this effect is, typically what you would do is you would uh, have a lady. This is a very old trick. So the description of it's quite interesting. So you would basically have a lady in her dress when you would go out to the theater. And then you would put two silks into their shirt. And then when you pull the silks out, their bra would come with is the effect. And just so everyone's clear, the definition of a bra is an undergarment worn by a woman to support the breasts, okay? Oh, man. It's the year 2023, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Jesus. Just in case. I know we got magicians watching, so not everyone is up to speed with our lingo, okay? Yes. I don't know until my lady is. All right. So, yeah. So, you Have know, the perfect use of it. Can you do what? it with two hands or one? Like a bra. Have you ever had to like... Yeah, I would say every bra, every bra is the baffling bra. Like it's not just it's the, the gimmick to version. Get off. Seriously, yeah. I always leave them on. I'm just like, eh, too much. Keep that. It looks nice. Leave it on. Uh, yeah, I was I was okay at, at the one hand. It's the it's the pinch and it's like... It's like this, like it's like you finally pinch. Yeah, that's right, and you click. That's well, right to get you, it to go like, off. Like the first and second middle finger and snap and. Yeah, yeah. You find it. You squeeze and snap so that it, one goes. It it unhooks. Yeah. We sound like two fourteen-year-old virgins right now <laughs> on our podcast. Because <laughs> Daddy Doug's not here. Oh, see what happens when when the parents are like. Exactly. Oh, we don't need to get a babysitter. <laughs> We're gonna have to yeah, get yeah. It. Yeah, man. So baffling bra. It's funny. Baffling it, bra. Yeah, it used to, it, it, um, well, Chris and Mike, you know, do the best version of it in the Naked Magicians because everyone's there for their hen's night and, and it's funny and it's great and whatever. But uh, it, it definitely shouldn't be seen in a corporate stage show. That's for damn sure. Mm. Um, I mean, there's also the underwear version for guys. Like, is that more acceptable or the same? I- I think it would be funnier to I I okay I do a um iPad magic uh, routine where I explain that my iPad has um uh like x-ray vision and oh, yeah. what I do is I put the I put the iP- I put the iPad against someone's stomach and erroneous of who the guy is or what they look like it's a six pack like you see the six pack abs like that guy and it's you know and it, they look great you know and then I hold it up to myself miss like you know and go you don't want to turn it on by accident be careful and I just have a, a quick flash of me wearing a pink, well, it's not me, but it's a photograph of mm. of, of a hairy-chested person um, wearing a pink bra. So it's just a quick flash. And sometimes I'll do it for myself because I, mm. I prefer to be the, the, the butt of the joke. But every now and again, somebody who's like, you know, douchebag alpha energy is like, do me, do me. I'm like, oh, let's, let's look at those pecs. And then I put it on and then I go, wow, impressive. And and he, he can't look down and see it because he's just pushing out, you know what I mean? So everyone just... The joke is he's wearing a pink bra under his shirt. Ha <laughs> ha. So yeah. it's um oh, I'm gonna put a pin in that one, Ron. We'll get back to that in a sec. But um so Ron, Ron, can you before we bring that question up, can you give us more context as to why? Because that's you're just you, that's a very broad range of magic you're hitting right there. But yeah, we'll come back yeah, to that. Definitely. We're gonna jump back to that as soon as we wrap up with this. So look, effectively So Mike I think and just- Chris do a good version of it. And I think that if it's Mm, again, it's a context thing, isn't it? So, yeah, just just come up with a better trick, guys. I mean, you know, that's all it is. Like the gag's funny if no one has seen it before. My issue with never touching it has always been like it's a hack trick if I do it because I'm not bringing anything new to the table, <clears throat> and it never really fit my character. But like, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people have seen that gag now, and if they've seen the gag, it's not. It's already cringe, but now it's like cringe and not funny if they've seen it. That, that's yeah. all. But again, retirement homes, you know, it's probably the place for it because they grew up through the 70s and they'll be like, whoa, you got that off faster than that guy did at the Woodstock in 79 or whatever. I think we've just identified that every time you retire a trick, you can do it in a retirement home. So thick <laughs> yeah. list, yeah. my friend. And then start okay. marketing to every retirement home. You can do the French kiss. I'm sure that Gladys would love a peck on the cheek and have the cards changed. <laughs> Don't let. <laughs> can you bite down on this? Well, actually, I can't. I'm all gummed. 
No, like, that's that going to so be weird. She takes out her teeth and just goes clamp and holds it like this in between her hands. Oh, no. That would be the best. Funny. Funny. Yeah. It, it would be a killer show for them. Sponge Dong, French Kiss, The Amazing Bra. Great. Yeah. I like where this is okay. going. All right. Okay. So Send I them to the retirement home. Okay. So the idea is that we're going, we're going to retire the baffling bra. By all means, do it, but do it at a retirement home. So we're going to be building the retirement <laughs> home show. Oh, my God. We should do that. Moving on to the next one. So was there any more said, Ed, about the phone? Here we go. Well, Ron. I think it was Ron. Ron sorry. And he's, all, he's also not liking cards, too. So I... I I think Ron just hates life. That's what that is. Tell me that wouldn't be the most epic ending. <laughs> I think phone magic um, is great. There's a lot of good effects, you know, like, so yeah. the ones that I do, I, I, I actually vanish a phone and have it appear inside my caps wallet in, in my breast pocket. Um, I do the phone and balloon, um, which segues into a larger scale piece. Um, you know, I do Instagram magic, Instagram based magic to direct uh, traffic to my Instagram and build my following. Um, I, it, oh, my, swap dentures. That is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I can't, I can't say phone magic is a, I can't, I can't, I can't retire that one. What say you? <clears throat> phone, oh, you can't because phone magic phones are so typical, uh, so topical. Like it's a prop that everyone has. So when you talk about yeah. organic magic, um, everyone has a phone. So what else are you going to use? Why I mean, wouldn't think you of, be like, ah, let me use your phone? Yeah. I mean, think of that Wikipedia test where you, yeah. you know, like, and that, you, that that's in your pocket 24-7 and you can literally play that to an enormous audience and blow people's minds. Like that is, that is too good to, to not. So, um, yeah. sorry, Ron, we're not going to retire phone magic. Overruled. And my, my favorite uh, my favorite effect I'm waiting for is when they're able to bring out ambitious card the ambitious card app on your phone. That'll be the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to go with this comment saying, say ambitious card one more effing time. <laughs> <laughs> if you just mix the two together, then it a negative and a negative equals a positive, right? So then it becomes a fun thing. All right, what's what's <laughs> what's next on our list? Look, and Alex, by the way, and- if, if if you guys have things you think should be retired or at least changed for the modern era, put them in the comments too. Um, yeah, like like Scotty P's Magician and Spectator Swap Dentures. That's a great new modern effect that could be brought to market. So keep that up. All right, what do we got? I'm like, imagine you swap meds and, mm. you know. <laughs> you take the red pill. <laughs> you take the red pill and you wake yeah. up tomorrow like nothing ever happened. <laughs> you take the blue pill and I show you just how far down. <laughs> okay, so this, of, okay. Okay. I'm going to mention this one, but I'm going to say firstly that I don't do stack work um, when it comes to my card work. I do not. So, Josh, I'm kind of relying on you to take the reins with this one. And and there, there was controversy when this, when this product first came out. So, it's not mm. as much a trick as much as this is a product. Mm. But this was said several times. I have a count of seven of all the fam- friends I asked, the dozens of friends I asked, and they all said, don't do stack watch. This is a product that was released uh, by the illusionist in which yeah. you could use this to not have to do any memorization of decks. And that was the intent of this product being released. Um, it got a lot of pushback. The product wasn't in particularly great quality from what I was told. And this is just hearsay. I'm not going to confirm or deny any of this because I don't know it. I haven't seen it firsthand. This is before the review show was was a mm. thing. So I was never sent the product. So I won't speak on behalf of that. But for someone who actually does stack work, like yourself, Josh, and someone who is familiar with this product, what say you? Oh, bro. It's so it's so lazy. Like to not learn the stack and buy a watch for hundreds of dollars instead. Um, and the prob- the main problem is if one card goes out of place, like you have to look at your watch with every card to check, is that card in order? Is that card in order? Like to find the one that's Good missing. Um, that's the problem. It's 
like they've made a product like that's not relevant because no one is going to do stack work that isn't prepared to put the work in because you would just do a different, better effect, you know, like mm. it's just a lazy uh, answer. Although did, was it Lloyd Barnes? Someone brought out an app for stack work where you could input like they could, you could let the spectator cut the deck and then you mark down what's on the bottom of the deck and then you input the card they select and it tells you the outs you can use to get to that card. Like you can spell a 12-letter word or whatever. I don't know. Even that's a bit too convoluted because you should be able to just use this calculator to, you know, get into it, oh, which wow. is hard work. But Okay. So so ultimately, it's the reality is, is that if you are going to do stack work, don't get the watch. Do your diligence mm. and perform it in a way that it's intended, which is to do the memorization and put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, the stack wa- the stack watch was was made fun of like all over the internet when it came out. <laughs> so it's not mm. it's not just a my opinion thing. Like everyone was like making fun of it. Okay, we have shots fired uh, for this next one. That- <laughs> Okay, this and, is a good conversation, yeah. Okay, so th- okay, so we're getting pushback on this one particular trick that everyone does and loves, and this is double cross. Mm. There's a problem with it. The problem is <clears throat> similar to Invisible Deck in that it's way too easy to perform and the reaction is pro- unproportionately strong compared to how easy it is to do. So therefore, every one of us does it. And the problem with that is now people actually know it as a trick. Oh, you do that cross trick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, do, you, do you perform it? You know what? I don't do the double cross trick and I'm not against it. It's just that... Um, there was a trick You're that was released many, many. <laughs> well, I try to perform all my own material, or, or take, yeah. you know, or find ways to make it quintessentially mine. This is definitely mm-hmm. like exactly. a cave me. Um, and and that's and that's the reason I think I've had the success I've had um, as a magician here in Oz and and in amongst the corporate scene and so forth, as opposed to just being a guy who who is a cover band magician, so to speak, and perf- buys tricks, performs and buys tricks, performs, and there's nothing against that, mm. um, but. The reason I did that is that Rich Ferguson released a trick many years ago called Tagged. Yeah. And I have been performing that version or variations of that version ever since. I since then have found um, other methods to do it, but it's basically everything that I have do with regards to <laughs> marking someone with something has been a variation of what I learned from Rich Ferguson some 15 years ago and it is a Man. fantastic piece of magic and you guys probably didn't it's probably not even in ex- existence anymore and in truth to find the the props that you need in order to be able to create the gimmicks mm. i god's truth i on a regular basis go to these certain locations in search of these particular types of things you need to build the gimmicks yeah. Amen. and you can't find them and see it, that's I and that I like because now there is there is some work required for entry like um to be able to do the effect it's not like imagine yeah. if he brought out tagged as a um self-contained sharpie <laughs> that could do tagged yeah everyone would do it because yeah. that trick is nuts but yeah, so- I also remember having to order stuff on eBay I never ended up doing it but I did I loved the download and then I ordered off eBay the things yeah. you need. Yep. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like, there's so much stuff here. I'm not going to yeah. do this. And so uh, if, if you guys are unaware of what this tagged performance, like what this effect is, uh, it, it is effectively, imagine double cross, but instead of a cross down the entire side of someone's arm, you can write a word as long as like, it's, as, like the, 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 the compass is your hand. Hmm. Like you can write an enormous word across them. You know, it could be, anything um and yeah. i i used to write i used to write whole revelations like the one i used the most was three of clubs and mm. and and it was literally 
you know, four or five inches long, like across yeah. their arm. You could, you could see from across the room. It looked like a tattoo. Um, or you could do another. Uh, I mean, one they showed in the uh, in the download was uh, you could do a book test, and the word that they end up thinking of is actually show, reveals that you've actually written it on their arm, like like thick stamp like letters, not just a pen or something. It's like it, yeah. and it also to them it feels like it's appeared on their arm after uh, <clears throat> choosing that word. Yeah, and uh, so that's amazing. And it's yeah. as simple as like shaking someone's hand and you've tagged them and you could, you, you could technically do it to a whole group of people like, and they would have no idea. Okay. But let's go back to, uh, to double cross for a sec. So Bob possible made a great point and I, I've had the same thing. So he says, every time someone has told me they've seen a magician, this is the thing they've seen, which is double cross. Mm. And I don't see much originality between the different performers. So the problem is the effect is so good that, you know, to be honest, why wouldn't you do it if it's if it's about giving a reaction to the audience, um, showing them something amazing? It's an easy go-to, but the issue is like we all do it now because it is good. So my history with it is I tried to find more unique ways to do it. I think Adam Axford was the first person I saw really do a unique version with the the heart the heart stamp, but it was a connection between two people. He would have them hold hands. Uh, so like the the ending is here, but he's got this hand is holding onto someone else's hand. They're facing each other, and the other person, mm. the cross starts here, uh, the heart starts here. He he built this really emotional piece, which is lovely. And then I started using the heart stamp accompanied with flash paper just to make it I don't know some kind of original, not original, but just you know uh, a Norbito flavor. Yeah. Um, so I guess, the, and then the- of course. Yeah. So, go on. But then I was just going to see how long we could keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, now I have it on me, like Nick said earlier, like a condom. You you know probably won't use it, but it's good to have it. So, I I do keep one on me, but I don't use it. Um, I never use it unless I have exhausted like all my effects, which shouldn't happen. But if I've exhausted all my effects and I'm literally out the door on my way to the car and the boss is like, oh, do you have one more thing? And I literally have put everything away, then I'll, then I'll do it. But it's like a last resort killer if I need to for me. That's where it lives in my world now. So I think the thing that Double Cross is is facing overexposure in, in the scene and i think that's the only downfall it has so it doesn't i don't Mm. okay i don't think it should be retired i just think it should be personalized Mm. to you yes instead of a cross i like that david blaine for example does it with a spade now or a number so he has them pick a card and he gets them to choose do you like the as an example, do you like the nine or do you want the spade? And then, uh, yeah, I think I'm trying to yeah. remember if he make if he's able to pull one off. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, like you know what I would right. do? I would I would go to like the the small pip underneath uh, like the value of a card, mm. and then I would just scratch off that, you know. Yeah, and I would yeah. and I would sort of say like you know go watch close, and I would take I would take it off the card and then put it on right. their person. See, and that's amazing. That, and that's how I would do it. Like, if I if I had to do it, if I was gonna do it, that's how I would do it. I would just go watch close. We'll take it off, and I'll put it on you. And the setup for that yeah. would be super easy. It's just a knife and a scratch off, and it would look yeah. sick. You know, um, erasers erasers literally rub off card ink too. I don't know if you guys know right. this, but you can you can rub off. Um, Jason Marvel's the first person to show me. You can literally rub off entire pips of like you can create a blank card from a razor. You just very quickly the friction takes off the ink not the paper it's it's crazy just the rubber so just the rubber alone just straight just, up rubber not like the rough side yeah. of the rubber no yeah. not not a pen eraser just a normal rubber um, bob saying the pink eraser is great as well is best yeah so yeah okay. you can actually make your own gimmicks and that already excites me <laughs> what you're talking about nick you can um, use prop body dog acts. wow um, prop dog in the uk that website they were 3d printing a lot of different reveals to add on to your sharpie um Mm -hmm. i would look at that or maybe hit up bob possible it sounds like he might have the inkling to um 
produce some stamps. But that that's the way to go. Like make it your initials, make it uh, yeah a reveal of a, a letter or mm. card suit. That's going to make it pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, in saying all of this, Pasha did bring up a good point. Didn't you do it on Channel 10, Josh, on national TV? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> and that was uh, only two weeks ago. But the thing I tried, the, the problem I've seen with it being done on TV is, is the marking is done on TV. So I did the, the, the stamping in pre-show. And had it worked, it would have been awesome. But I, I drew an X on a piece of flash paper, lit it, threw it in the air, got her to reach out and grab it out of the air. And if the X had transferred properly, she had very moisturized hands. So it was only half of uh, an remnants of X. And I moved on and only magicians bring it up to me because no one else cares <laughs> uh, about that moment. But had that worked and opened up a hand, it would have slayed. And then, you know, I would uh, I would think a lot of magicians would start doing it that way. But um, again, that's me trying to put my own flavor on it. Okay, I think we've talked about this a lot. So it shouldn't be retired. It should just be personalized. Nick said it very well. So Okay, so Love it. not being retired, personalize it. And look, <laughs> I love things that are um, utilities and effectively that's a utility and you can use that in your own way to do something cool with it. And so if you can create mm. something that's quintessentially Bob, quintessentially Thomas, quintessentially Josh, do it. Power to you. Mm -hmm. Now, next one. <sighs> the 21 card trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I mean, I think that's, that's reserved for non-magicians. It? I think it's reserved for the spectators like, can I show you a trick? And you go, yeah. And they go, I'm going to count 21 cards. And I'm like, sick. And then you just sit back for six minutes while I go, am I doing it right? And I'm like, yeah, man, you're crushing it. Keep going. And then yeah. you just get a six-minute break to grab a drink while friggin' whoever the hell is tinkering away with these playing cards, chewing your time while you get – paid a bunch to be there done yeah 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 i think yeah and i think this is the easy one to sort out because like real magicians don't do that trick uh magicians don't even do that trick it's just um yeah they've seen they've watched the bloody masked magician or whatever teach it and then that's their one party trick they know okay so if if anything we should go out of our way to show them like a different party trick that maybe doesn't take 37 minutes um yeah okay Might be so on an individual basis okay the ruling is the 21 card trick is for that spectator who's a drainer and wants a little bit of limelight you give them the playing cards and you allow them to do the trick all in favor say aye aye done very very good moving on okay zigzag for those of you that don't know what zigzag oh. is, it's a dirty big box that a spectator, well, the, the magical assistant will go into. I think is it sliced in the middle? Is there an? I think it, it goes into three pieces, right? So it's like you can see the really head true. here, legs here, torso here, well, and right. then you pull out the torso. Is that the zigzag? Correct. Yep. So there's three sections of this box and the centerpiece gets pulled over all the way so there's a zigzag so to speak so you have like a box that's in the middle that's misaligned where the top so that if they were numbered to be from the top one two three in the bottom one and three would be in perfect alignment and number two would be put mm. right to the side is it fooling anyone honestly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, you can see the person's face in box number one with their hand doing a bit of a wave. Sure, you know, but like, is it fooling anyone? Come on. Yeah, I think obviously I don't have experience in doing it because I've never built any big illusions. But I think like these days, I don't know if box illusions are that appealing to the modern audience anyway. Like... Shin Lim won America's Got Talent from doing close-up magic. Yeah. And most videos that are, like, you don't see, you don't really see a viral video popping off from a classic box illusion. It's always a card trick or, you know, mind reading or um, mixing AI with magic or, you know, 
making a robot that can do the cups and balls, it's not usually a sewing in half or a zigzag or a, even a um, origami, uh, like going viral. I mean, not that it should yeah. be taken away, but yeah, I don't think you can just rely on investing $100,000 into five classic stage illusions and thinking you're going to have a successful career. Is that fair right. to say? <laughs> I think that's fair to say. And just as I read the comments, as you as you obviously make yours, I think that the Bob made a very good point by saying that it is very exposed and it has a place in the classic stage show. So with that being mm. said, if it goes to retirement and is performed in the retirement home, will it be a good place for the zigzag to exist? Oh. This This retirement show is actually building up to be quite a banger. It's a pretty lit show. And that's the thing. If it's a lit retirement show, is it purely Mm. because we are projecting that we think that magic should be modernized? I mean, it should evolve, right? Like we shouldn't Mm. forever be doing. I mean, silk magic was a genre that is basically non-existent now. And it's almost difficult to even find resources on it, you know, nowadays. And if you find the resources, they are ancient, you know, but there's nothing that's been printed in the past five years. I'm like, here are some dope silk magic and here's how you do it like that's just not a thing nowadays yeah you know i agree so we're getting we're getting to the last 10 minutes of the podcast maybe we should wrap a fi- rapid fire any yep. um okay we have. okay let's do like, let's do a couple like more a and then we'll, we'll retire yeah. okay so ray we're going to retire the zigzag agreed say aye aye done next right. one I don't know what this is called, but I did ask Josh, and I kind of wish that Daddy was here to tell us how this works. But you know that stupid <laughs> trick where you have the spectator, like they hold. I'm trying to emulate this without holding the yeah. mic. So I'll talk. Hold. So they hold, they hold the deck like that, and then by yeah. the end, you end up with you, you, they you slap the, the deck, deck. Yeah. smack the deck, and then two cards are left. Well, it's actually by the end, you're left with uh, I think five, four cards. Because you're like, is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? They're like, no. And you're like, I'm sure one of them's your card. Okay, hold on to it with your thumb. You hit it down and there's one left and then it is the card. So like all the cards fall down and then yeah. you do that. Well, the so- last the last five cards fall down. Okay. So you mean like a, like a fan of cards that you give the spectator? Is that how it's done? Because I've only ever seen it done with a full deck. Oh, whoever did that is an idiot. Um, <laughs> well, that, well, thank you. But to my point, I wrote this one down. I friggin' hate this trick. It's so stupid. And if anyone goes, let me show you a trick, and then wants to hit your hand, like what kind of customer experience is that? Are you all right? Yeah. So, like, so who, exactly. I dare you? Physically so, assault your friggin'. You're out of your mind. The trick is the trick is normally done like this, Nick. So it's normally like, is this your card? No, you put it down. Right? Is this your card? No, put it down. And then you do a certain move, right? So you go, is this your card? And you do the glide move, which is now actually their card, but you'd put it down. Ah. And you'd, uh, they wouldn't realize, but you'd, I think you'd, yeah. And then, and then, but you would have done that with four cards, for example. And then right. you take these cards again and you essentially do the same move. Uh, and then you have them hold it, they slap it down. The friction will keep this card here. We have a name for the trick where you slap it. It's called the Will oh. Smith. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't retire Get it now. My out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. is he? Is that him talking about French Kiss? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. Look, I, Let's forever I, call it the fr- the Will Smith. The Will Smith. Yeah. Look. Don't, I just think it's an awful experience, okay? Like, you do magic, uh, okay, people do magic for their ego. You shouldn't. You should do it to make your spectators smile. You should do it with the intention of doing good. And I personally think that if you're going to slap their hand, bad times, all in favor, say aye. Well, you don't slap their hand. You slap the cards out of their hand. Erroneous. Like, it's like it's a physical assault. It's like saying, like, I didn't smack him. I smacked his drink out of his hand. And it's like, still, dude, yeah. it's just not cool. All right? I think um, it, it's a bad trick anyway because you're knocking your cards onto the dirty floor of the venue, yep. you know? Um, let's retire it. Fine. What? <laughs> Are okay. there any others? <laughs> Can you imagine doing that in a retirement home with someone's arthritic fingers? You know what I mean? Mm. Someone's brittle. They've just gone through friggin' months of chemotherapy. 
and their bones now, are look, brittle and you go smacking cards yeah. out of their hands? That would be a meta episode in itself. What tricks not to do in a retirement home, I think. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, yeah. Don't you know do you the do? guillotine, you know. don't. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably certain ones that they don't want to be okay. compromised position in. Okay, sorry. All right, well, we're going to do one more and then we're going to do our product review. Okay. It's a good one this week. Okay. We actually have a lot. I'm, I'm going to be, just so you guys are aware, um, we've got some really good traction on the review show and we mm. have suppliers that are going to be sending a lots of stuff. Originally, when we started this with our good friend, Mr. Piper, um, we were supposed to do this once a week, but um, I'm being inundated with so much stuff that like, I'm going to have to just fire them off as soon as I get them. Just like get them. Like I, I try to do like three in a day, like watch them and then type the review up and then I record them all in one big hit. So we're going to be pumping these out, nice. um, which the timing sucks because it's corporate and Christmas time. And yeah, I've got, and I'm like, my time is very ill spent, but, um, and that's why I don't go to the gym. That's the reason I'm making up right now. Last trick. And I, it hurts me to say this because it's a friend of mine. Uh, who created Oh, this. you told me this, didn't you? Is this the one you brought up? And I was like, I think I would disagree. Yes. So okay, this go is going to be, we're going to end on some controversy perhaps before we do the review. And we might go over yeah. time and we're sorry, but we're having a good time. So nuts to you guys. <sighs> Boris, the spider on the back of the hand. Oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, the two card Monty one we talked about. And I was like, no, that's got to stay. But anyway, let's go with that's better. That's more controversial. It's Boris more the controversial. spider. Yeah, yeah. Boris, Boris the spider. spider. For those of you don't know, it's done with the phone, a la our good friend Ron, who was anti phone magic, where you do this thing where a spider walks across your hand and so forth, and then you wave your hand over the phone. The spider mm. is on the back of their hand. They then shit themselves, and it gets a great reaction. And the argument that's constant. From the magicians, is it gets big reactions. It gets big reactions, and it's like it might get big reactions, but like, so does scaring a woman in a change room. You know, that doesn't mean you should do it. Watching your penis <laughs> at traffic. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't yeah. do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Now ooh, we are getting retire, 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 or is that from the previous trick? That I'm uh, seeing. Yeah. Well, the common theme I'm seeing, and I saw this earlier, is that ladybug is better. Ladybug rules, and I have done a review of that product, and we have Buck coming next week to mm-hmm. – um, you, you can watch the review on the channel by all means, but Buck is going to come on top on the show. We'll talk about it at length, and um, yeah. I, I genuinely – I don't – like I said, I don't perform tricks, but I literally just last week ordered 300 of these Ladybugs because it's just so good. It's just so good. It's a great That's trick, awesome. and I do it all the time now. So, But back to the spider trick it gets great reactions. I feel Just, like this. I feel like it perhaps has run its course. I feel it's a great trick for Halloween. That's what I was going to say. Keep it for I, Halloween. Do Ladybug the other 364 days of the year. Do we retire... Well, you can't put it in a retirement home, firstly. <laughs> it, needs to go, oh, God. it needs to go to purgatory. It needs to go somewhere yeah. else. Like, it needs to go straight to the infirmary, perhaps. But, like... Again, there's no reason why you can't load something else onto their hand. Why does it have to be a spider? Like, the butterfly version, there's a butterfly version in the app. That's uh-huh. cool. I know I know they made a cockroach version, um, but I think uh, it's got to be... Some, like, why make it a scary thing? Because... I don't know that I've ever heard someone getting booked by someone who saw a spider and, you know, freak out on the back of their hand. Mm. So, let's roll with that. All right. Should we hop, skip and jump into this uh, review, Nick? I say we should. Let me preface it by saying that we're going to talk about this awesome prediction system that was created by the 2022 award winner, HJ. It's a trick called Balloon Prediction. Let's roll the tape. So in this balloon prediction trick, my friends, it is a routine where you first engage all the folks in the room where you have a series of like either balloons. You could use a single balloon 
or multiple balloons. But either way, it's a really beautiful visual where these balloons are flying around all the room and you're basically playing a game of musical hot potato. When the music stops, you can then ask for spectators' choices and it could be almost anything. Like it could be a randomly generated card, it could be a star sign, it could be names, it could be anything which you wish to predict for this routine. So. The last member holding the balloon is then invited to come up on stage. They can hold up the balloon and you can see clearly that something is inside that balloon. You explain to your audience that some of them are afraid of like balloons popping. And I've experienced this a lot in my shows um, and say, rather than popping the balloon, you're going to vanishly make it disappear. And so you take out this giant magic wand, uncap it. And the very end of it is a sharp implement, a little needle. You then pop the balloon and the piece that was inside the balloon falls to the ground. You open it and it predicts your audience's choices perfectly. Really good bit of kit. Now, what you get with this is you get this precisely made gimmick, which is a wand and a holder. Uh, it comes along with a index as well, because this is engineered to be performed inside a case. So you get a 52 slot index. You get 20 balloons so you can start practicing it and you get a video tutorial which explains everything in proper detail and the many different ways you can actually present it, okay? Now, as far as difficulty goes, super easy to perform, right? It's super easy because effectively you are doing a kind of loading, loading process to get everything happening. And so it's all super easy. It's all very well motivated and it's only limited by like your own creativity as well. So as far as pros and cons goes, you get an index, it's extremely fast loading. You can basically do this one man operation or one person operation, I should say, um, without an assistant, or you can do it with an assistant for a really awesome confabulation. Um, it's really interactive with the balloons flying around. It packs super small, plays super big. You can play this for like hundreds of people in a room very, very easily. And depending on the size of the balloons you use, that can also dictate how well it plays as well. Um, and as far as the routining goes, they give you so many really cool ideas that you can do with that. So for example, you could just have five balloons lined up and ask them to choose one. And the last one has a hundred dollar bill inside it, for example, you know, and they pop, 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 pop. And it's like, oh, so you just have to find one with the balloon. And it's the last one. And you didn't get to choose it. I get to choose it. Meh. So there's all these different ways you can do that. Right. Super fun stuff. Now, as far as like the cons go. It's not a con as much as it is a restriction. And the restriction is that you can only predict or have a prediction written on a A5 sheet of paper. So with regards to size, normal A4 sheet folded in half. That's two A5 pieces there. So it's not as much of a restriction or a con as much as just knowing that like this is what you have to work with. And for me, having an A5 sheet for a prediction is plenty. Some people want their predictions to play big. And what they'll do is they'll put like a scroll you know, in a bottle or something, and then they unravel it and it compasses the entire stage. And that's cool. If you want to do that, this ain't for you. But if you want to have it written at A5, rigididge. Cost. Cost in Oz is 220 Aussie dollars, which is about 140 US dollars for our American listeners. Now, that might seem like a lot of money, friends. And it kind of is. But let me say this. If you saw the video tutorial and you have the gimmick in front of you and you see what you actually get within the five, 10, within like five minutes of me watching the tutorial, I was like, ah, I can see why this is worth this. Totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. So I think for the money and what you get and the quality of it, it's going to last you forever. So provided you buy this and actually do it worth every cent, not something you buying, just throw into your drawer along with the rest of the bits that you buy, like the Boris's and et cetera. Don't do that. All right. So when I ask myself, who is this for? It's for any magician who wants something that's going to pack small and play big. And it's going to be really great for any sort of performance. We have a group of people, whether it be like seated in a table setup or maybe in a um, an arena where they're like tiered seating, anything of that nature. It's perfect. If you're going to do like a bank night effect, this is perfect. You have a bunch of balloons and that's just great. Like if you're a cruise ship guy or a gal, perfect, absolutely perfect for you. So I think that if you fall into these sort of categories, I'd say get it. And if you're going to get it, make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PIPERGUYS to get a discount on a pretty expensive product that it's going to work really, really well for you.
And I think that, well, that pretty much sums up today's episode. I mean, there's a lot of effects we went through there. It's, I'm interested to hear the after this has been live, the, the, the comments and feedback that come through. And send us some voice messages if you think um, we've missed one or you have a, a different approach or a way maybe people could reinvent one of the effects. Speakpipe.com forward slash the magic guys. I love it. Um, next week, Doug is back, but we also have our guest. And we have another guest that's just booked in that Doug featured on one of his videos. I'm guessing maybe you arranged that, Nick, or maybe Doug did. I don't know. We'll I did. It's, but... it's a surprise, but okay. it's an amazing coin magician. And Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love coins. So this is just like we once we found this amazing talent, we're like, you have to come on our show and we have to show yeah. the planet how great you are. So you got that Exciting to things to. coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. But look, and if guys, you enjoyed this, guys, also, if you enjoyed seeing these sort of like these lists of ideas that we have, like if you can kind of enjoyed this like hot topic, so to speak, like let us know and we'll try to bring you a few more things to discuss and talk about because we kind of value your opinions. We like to think we are a community. You're part of the magic guys and gals. And so by all means, like let us know if you enjoyed mm -hmm. that as well. Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Nick for the final word, but we'll see you guys next week. A lot of stuff coming up. Love you all. See you then. <laughs>